Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Times Business podcast where this time we're going to be doing something a little bit different, looking to one of those landmark events that's certainly going to grab a great deal of attention. President Donald Trump's first 100 days in the White House. I'm Robert Miller. To get a proper transatlantic view, I'm joined on the line from New York by James Dean, US business editor of the Times, and from across the channel by our correspondent in Brussels, Bruno Waterfield. Welcome to you both. I think we can all probably agree that there hasn't been a dull day since January the 20th. And we shouldn't forget perhaps that Wall Street collectively and indeed investors have benefited financially by successive market highs, the so-called Trump rally. And underpinning those record closes are certain big policy pledges that President Trump really made a hallmark when he was just candidate Trump on the trail. There was the promise to label China a currency manipulator, the threat to mold a new look US Federal Reserve and that certainly didn't include Janet Yellen, and the 1 trillion investment program for America's vast infrastructure. James, before I start with you on China, here's a clip of what candidate Trump told the O'Reilly Factor show on Fox News just over a year ago. They are the single greatest currency manipulator that's ever been on this planet. And if they don't stop devaluing, we're going to have to charge them a tax on the goods coming in. Well, James, uh, now China isn't a currency manipulator anymore, it appears. Just just talk us through this latest change of heart and what effect this is going to possibly have on the dollar markets and indeed world trade. I think it's quite interesting. We've had um, quite a few rowbacks from the president uh, in the last uh, month or so mainly um, uh, outside of the kind of financial or, or economics uh, sphere. And uh, just within within the last 24 hours, really, we've had a certain amount of flip-flopping on economic and financial promises. So he had did an interview with the Wall Street Journal recently. He said that America was no longer going to label China as a currency manipulator, as he said he would in the clip you just played. And he said repeatedly on the campaign trail, essentially making it one of his central promises Various things are going wrong for President Trump at the moment. Um, it all began when his healthcare bill failed in Congress. So this was the Affordable Care Act replacement or the replacement for Obamacare. And that's essentially stalled a lot of the things that he wants to do in Congress. He won't be able to get his tax cuts through as quick as possible. He won't be able to move on to 
infrastructure spending for some time yet. That's kind of behind uh, behind the line of the tax cuts. And when it comes to financial deregulation, that looks like it's going to be held up too because he has more pressing priorities. The interesting thing he said about um, China and his decision not to label them a currency manipulator, it perhaps, you might argue, uh, showed that he is developing slightly in diplomatic terms. He actually alluded to talks with China about North Korea, and he said he didn't really want to upset China while they figure out what to do about North Korea with nuclear tests and missile launches and various uh, other saber-rattling from the from the country. He also made some comments in the journal, aside from currency manipulation, about the dollar. Um, he said he didn't like a strong dollar. That immediately sent the value of the dollar down, and it, it's continued to stay down since then. So, yes, as usual, the president says something and the markets react rather sharpish. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. We're going to see maybe over the next month or so, or perhaps even before the end of his uh, first 100 days, exactly what this presidency is shaping up to be, especially in terms of financial and economic promises. Bruno, of course, this is just as important over there in Brussels for so many of the the, the member states, which, of course, were still one. How has the latest, I won't call it a new term, but policy change been taken over there in Brussels? Well, anything that that, that, that avoids what would effectively be a trade war uh, with uh, China is, is, is would obviously is, is very much welcome. The, the eurozone and the EU wider EU economy is very very would be very very prone uh, to a shock from 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 any kind of uh, negative developments um, in terms of of global trade. And I think that would be the the, the, the primary concern that something um, that he would do in terms of uh, attacking China as a currency manipulator or, or putting a levy on. Chinese goods would change the international trade environment and that would create new problems for the EU um, and the Eurozone, new problems that might even you know, compel them to, to change long-standing uh, policies on, on QE and, and uh, interest rates. In terms of, you mentioned interest rates and inflation over there, I mean, it's still very much a worry to a, a Eurozone that's facing the prospect of elections and, and more upheaval, isn't it? At the moment, the, the, the ECB certainly isn't going to change uh, its, its policy on, on QE or, or, or interest rates until, until um, after German elections, so probably into uh, 2018. But that again sort of begs uh, wider, you know, wider questions uh, about the, uh, the economy and, in fact, still the rather anemic growth and that we're seeing in the Eurozone. It's certainly better than it was. Um, some people talk about green uh, green shoots, and as we saw with with figures in the UK uh, yesterday, because of low wage growth, um, consumers are particularly vulnerable to inflation at the moment. So any increase in the rate of inflation in Britain, for example, is going to have pretty negative consequences for consumers and workers. James, do you think, just a quick thought before we move on to infrastructure, the whole idea that the stock market, we referred to the Trump rally, is that unlikely to wind or are we just going to see a less frenetic pace and not a massive drop off in Wall Street and US markets? I think certainly on Wall Street, there are, there are still expectations that Donald Trump will get some of his promises through. I mean, for example, on tax cuts, I mean, a lot of the rally uh, was based on promises of tax cuts, corporate and personal. Um, that is something that he does have widespread support for in Congress, but it's just this kind of um, 
this kind of logjam created by the failure of his healthcare replacement bill is slowing all of that down. But people are still pretty sure that's going to happen. In terms of infrastructure spending, going to be a lot harder. The US has a staggering amount of debt and any spending is going to add to that debt despite promises from Mr. Trump, for example, to uh, get the money for his border wall from Mexico, if you can even count that as an infrastructure project. And also, I mean, a lot of his, um, a lot of the funding for this infrastructure plan will be based on bank financing. So there is still an, an, it's a certain amount of hope that these plans will go through. And that's kind of baked into, into Wall Street at the moment. But very generally, I mean, for example, on the financial well, side just of play things... You, can I just play you this clip about the infrastructure? Because he made this in office and only last month. Just listen to this. I mean, this is about the infrastructure investment. To launch our national rebuilding, I will be asking Congress to approve legislation that produces a $1 trillion investment in infrastructure of the United States, financed through both public and private capital, creating millions of new jobs. James, you can't say that surely on Capitol Hill and not produce something pretty substantial, uh, if not within the 100 days, shortly after. That can't happen, can it? All we've seen so far, I mean, there there, there was the, the headline pledge that kind of lingered for a good few weeks after he became president. Uh, and then the White House did publish a document that only really sketched an outline to this infrastructure, infrastructure plan. I mean, he couldn't even really call it a plan. It was just a kind of more defined set of pledges, to be honest. But again, I mean, this is so far down the line in terms of um, the legislative agenda. It's unlikely we're going to see anything before next year at the earliest. Over in, in Brussels, I know it's, a, it's, it's an inward-looking investment Bruno, but obviously there are big European and international companies based uh, in in Europe that would benefit from, um, because they have a big presence in America. I mean, these sort of promises made, if you like, if you went to the European Parliament and made that pledge, you'd be pretty soon held up to, to, to account for it, wouldn't you? I think I think the interesting I think I think the interesting aspect of the whole infrastructure um, debate um, is is it has the potential to really overturn the current sort of economic discourse or current sort of economic um, discussion, which really focuses on monetary policy. Here we are talking about interest rates, strength of the dollar, and all the rest of it, where he has actually held out the possibility or put it at the centre of his administration, which is using monetary. Uh, policy to finance public spending via um, infrastructure uh, infrastructure investment. And that's a big debate in Europe. That's a big debate for the IMF because they see those kinds of investments as key to, to raising productivity. And, and one of the big concerns for everybody, absolutely um, everybody, whether it's the Eurozone or the uh, Treasury or, or, or the IMF, is the productivity gap, the, the real slump in, in productivity. Productivity growth is, is, is less than a third uh, of the level than it was um, before the financial crisis. So I think a lot of people, and actually paradoxically, a lot of people on the, the sort of progressive Keynesian um, left um, have, have looked with great anticipation um, at Trump's promises to invest in infrastructure, because it, be, it could be a game changer. It could really change the whole um, economic a debate in the Western world, and some people uh, find that that prospect is quite exciting. Okay, well, that's a, that's an intriguing prospect. Leftist Europeans um, supporting President Trump on the Republican right. Oh well, 
Let's move on just uh, finally to Janet Yellen and her position. Of course, uh, during the campaign trail, like many other things, President Trump was not well disposed towards uh, Janet Yellen. This is what he said at the time when he was campaigning. But she's not a Republican. She's not a, you know, person that, you know, when... When her time is up, I would most likely replace her. James, we now again, along with currency uh, manipulators, or not currency manipulators, um, the president's had a change of mood about Janet Yellen. What do you think that's going to do? It's an interesting one, actually. I mean, he he went all guns blazing against Yellen and the Fed on the campaign trail. And then from the moment he got elected, he was pretty much quiet about the whole situation. He might just say that it was just another part of his anti-Democrat saber-rattling because he, he was accusing the Fed of keeping interest rates low to support Hillary Clinton's bid. Anyway, so now that obviously Hillary Clinton's out of the picture, um, he seems to have moved on, to, moved on to other things now. It was still kind of perceived that she wouldn't serve a second consecutive term because, um, I mean, she, she essentially, the thought was that she'd be replaced pretty quickly next year when her current term's up. He did hint in his recent interview with the Wall Street Journal that he might not necessarily replace her. He seems to have softened on her. I think his words were that she's not toast anymore. He has a problem because he was railing against the Fed raising interest rate or not raising interest rates before. And now the Fed is raising interest rates and it's planning to do more, more so this year. He said in the interview that he likes low interest rates and Janet Yellen is pretty well known as a dove who also appears to lean towards lower interest rates and certainly doesn't want to raise them quickly. So conversely, instead of getting rid of the person he was railing against on the campaign trail, it might actually suit his interest to keep her in position in order to perhaps keep interest rates low. But we'll just have to see what he does next year. I was just thinking, Bruno, that the post of president of the European Central Bank has also, it's its had its fair share of controversy, wasn't it? It was supposed to be shared between nations uh, before Wim Duisenberg was appointed. Do you see similar echoes of how there's a lot of politicking to, as to who gets the top job when it comes to setting interest rates of central banks? Yeah, uh, yes, I do. And I think the criticism of the low interest rates in QE uh, that the ECB has been carrying out has been growing. And if you think back to uh, last year when, uh, when Draghi defended the ECB and other central bankers against Theresa May's criticism that uh, their policies were leading to increased um, asset prices and were benefiting the rich um, and not benefiting uh, at the expense um, of a poor. So I guess, I guess actually Mario Draghi will be breathing a bit of a sigh of relief that President Trump has suddenly started loving up uh, Yellen because uh, presumably he's hoping that that means that some of his critics might, might lay off him. But I, I, I suspect that the the low interest rates uh, QE uh, policy in Europe, which does seem to be, uh, is going to continue unaltered um, this year. I suspect the criticism of that is, is only going to grow. All right. One final thought from each of you on uh, the, the Trump first 100 days. James, you first. Has it been better or worse than Wall Street expected, do you think? I mean, the first 100 days, I mean, especially in the in the months after the election until the end of last year, I mean, Wall Street was very happy about the situation, seemingly, you know, based on a lot of the promises 
he made. Um, I mean, some of the enthusiasm's tailed off so far this year as some of the promises have been stuck in Congress. But I think overall confidence is still high. I mean, in, uh, confidence in, on a kind of soft measure is still incredibly high at the moment among consumers, among small businesses. Uh, hasn't quite translated into kind of hard gains yet in terms of increased spending or, or hugely increased spending on the business or the consumer side. But that may well start to come through soon. And, and if it does, that's going to be an even bigger boost to Wall Street and a bigger boost to the uh, US economy. Bruno, over there in Brussels, I suppose the one abiding memory we have is some Angela Merkel in the White House. There wasn't even a handshake. But overall, do you think that the European leaders can breathe a sigh of relief? It probably wasn't as bad as they thought. I think that's definitely uh, the, the outlook. And, and the, I mean, it's European politicians are always inclined to complacency and high self-regard, and I think that they they feel that um, uh, circumstances, uh, the, the the sort of drag of the administration has has tamed has tamed Trump, and 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 uh, it seems it seems slightly perverse, but there was great relief um, that uh, at his airstrikes on on Syria that was seen as him waking up to uh, realities, and I think the latest comments um, will 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 reinforce that. Okay, well, that's a good spot to live. And uh, thank you both very much. That's it for now. But uh, remember, keep up to date with all the news and analysis online on your phone or tablet and in the paper. If you'd like to become a subscriber, just go to thetimes.co.uk. If you want to hear us weekly, you can subscribe through iTunes and please do feel free to post a comment. My thanks to Bruno Waterfield in Brussels and James Dean all the way over there in New York. They're both on Twitter, so please do follow them. Thanks for listening and please join us again next week. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.